<sighs> God, it's Zoidberg. I hate to bother you, but... Okay, okay, I'll shut up! Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 12, Viva Mars Vegas. We gotta do a heist. Okay. We need money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How are we gonna start this heist? We've I've come to the chart room so you can show me, Ben. <laughs> Well, um, my initial thought was to start a podcast and then get people to give us money. Um, uh, that's more of a, I'll call it a slow trickle. It's more of a grift than it is a heist. Yeah, it's not I feel really like a heist. You, a heist, you have to like go to a place that you're not supposed to and grab some stuff and then leave, but with the stuff that you're not supposed to have in the place that you shouldn't have been in the first place. Okay, so first of all... okay. Before we sat down to record, I was like, all right, he's going to have one of two opening bits. The first one is going to be, what would you do if Ooh. you were invisible? Sure. Let's go on. And the other is going to be, what, like, let's do a heist. What do we want to heist? Aha. You, you, you've gotten in front of me on this one, my friend. And I only prepared a statement for the invisibility one. <laughs> Let me read from my prepared statement. <laughs> let me let me read from my prepared invisibility I mean, statement. You could answer the heist one with the invisibility one and just make it all bizarre. So cuz hey, there's nothing stopping you from doing a heist while you're invisible. You can we can we can merge the two ideas. Well, so the funny thing is my idea, now this is going to be meta. My Ooh. thought for if you asked what to do if I was invisible, was I was going to say that there's really only two tropes you can go down, okay. which is either locker room or heist. Sure. And I are, only... Are you, are you going por uh, Porky's or this literal episode of <laughs> uh, Futurama? And I only had something prepared for locker room. What? But here's, <laughs> the, here's an idea. Locker room heist. Okay. What cool. is in a locker room that you want? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Um, but my point, see, my point was going to be, welcome to Ben's failed bits where, <laughs> I mean, this whole thing is a failed bit. So let's just where keep I going. I have prepared a statement for a, a possible path that never happened. Hey, if we just come back to it in, in the next episode, we can be like, finish it. The, a good podcast. So my point was going to be <laughs> that when predominantly young boys but also probably tina belcher from sure bob's burgers butts. because butts when they think about invisibility they immediately go to the locker room now for years i have been like here's the problem with that the problem is that locker rooms are steamy all that steam uh -huh. gonna, gonna condense right on you and then you are going to be found out really quick that was pretty much the entirety of my bit oh, so. oh okay <laughs> So just, uh, if, if I was invisible, I wouldn't do this for this reason. Right. If I was invisible, I wouldn't go to the locker room because you would get found out. So 
has nothing to do with the heist at all. <laughs> Zero things to um, do with the heist. And there are still unlimited things you can... Well, I guess there's now a limit of infinity minus one. Things you can do while invisible now. Um, You could sneak into a baseball game. I could, because You're clearly I have felt for too long that I have not been going to enough baseball games. It's true. That's sort of like heisting a baseball ticket, if you will. You know, that's not... You know? I, yeah, it's I, a roundabout I, way of doing it. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a thing. <laughs> um, also, the I can see you, of all people, trying to sneak into a baseball game. Totally. If I was going to heist something... May or may invisible. not be visible. Poss- possibly invisible. Invisible might help, but it might also not. I feel there like... complications. Who knows? The Mona Lisa is okay. a cliche answer. Sure. And so I'm going to say I'm going to heist a Mondrian painting. Okay. I thought you were just going to say the Mona Lisa. I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school for art. This is my time to sh- That's shine fair. here. All right? That's fair. I got nothing else. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> you want the You've names? You've got a podcast, my friend. You want the we names? We can heist the podcast. Of some painters that wasn't Leonardo da Vinci? Okay. I got those. Michelangelo. <laughs> you want the name of one that's not also a Ninja Turtle? I would very much so, yes. I mean, I already said Mondrian, but you've got Monet. You've got Manet, go. two different people. I know. That... That's I took me a while to remember, to realize that there were two different people. There's no Mune though. Maybe that's, there should be. That's a whole huh? Who knows what they're going to put in the Louvre in the year three thousand? Those are painters, and they've got plenty of painterly paintings up for stealing. I was going to say up for auction. <laughs> that's maybe or maybe not true, but you can steal a painting. You oh, can heist oh, it. Oh, hundred percent, you can steal a painting. Um, it's a physical thing you can do. Yeah. So I could I could heist a painting. What would you heist? That's a good point. I would sneak into a baseball game. Okay. <laughs> I've been thinking about baseball. <laughs> After all of that, your answer is you would sneak into a baseball game. Yeah, I went to a baseball game on Wednesday at the local uh, collegiate wooden bat summer league, and I really enjoyed it, and I want to go back. Okay. The ticket so, was not expensive in the slightest. <laughs> so, is there a specific baseball franchise Ooh. you would attempt to heist that that essentially heist a ticket from? You know, I think you got to go with either the Yankees or the Red Sox. They got those oh, or the Cubs. They've got those stadiums that just ooze that kind of like beautiful old-timey baseball feel i guess less so the yankees because they rebuilt it but they've got some of the touches anyway i prefer my baseball stadiums not oozing but to each their own it's a it's not a literal ooze it's not like uh the tmnt secret of the ooze or the ghostbusters 2 where everything had that pink goo that made everyone angry yeah there's a lot of ooze in movies. There's a surprising amount of ooze in movies. And also there's gack and slime on Nickelodeon. Would you heist some ooze if given the opportunity? I mean, you'd have to... <laughs> how, how would you... Why would you not? 
you get the you only get so many opportunities to heist some moves it's true that's a great bar story you're hanging out <laughs> at a bar you meet some some random people and they're yeah. like craziest thing you've ever done oh well i snuck into a baseball game ha 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 so <laughs> great and you're like i stole some ooze there are definitely follow-up questions to that right what kind of ooze who do you steal it from where was it stored wow why did you steal the ooze <laughs> why was that the first thing that came to your mind what, was it the first thing what that came to your sort mind? of properties does this ooze have does tell it me, ma- tell me more about the does ooze. it make everybody mad like in the ghostbusters too or does it mutate turtles into ninjas? We need to know more about this ooze. If you know more about the ooze, tweet it back to Futurama. So I think we've settled it. Ooze, best thing to steal. Oh, absolutely. All right. Finally, we have science has let us down for years. For we had no answer years. about what the best thing to steal was. And now we've, we've figured it out. Ooze. Take that, science. Take that, science. And also th- thefters. I mean, think about who makes the ooze. Science makes the ooze. Or ghosts. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to those two science or, ghosts. science or ghosts, and they want that secret. Oh yeah, they they they're keeping that <laughs> that time honored uh, KFC style recipe not to themselves. I it needs to be publicized about the ooze. So viva Mars Vegas. <laughs> I'm trying to to come back to the, the future and i don't understand how we got to anywhere it's hard to come back from stealing ooze it's, it's a really it's, true. it's 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 you 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 retire after you do it it's this just such is, a big heist this is just what the rest you, of this you episode's come, about you come in for one big ooze. job and it's stealing that ooze it's like i you know i've retired and you keep calling me back so at the beginning of this episode, we get a great little intro sequence. It's yeah. all handmade. It's really, it's really neat. awesome, actually. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. it. It shows a lot of like craft on like you know whatever cardboard or whatever, but it's really well ma- created and stuff like that. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I mean, I don't have really anything else to add other than just it was really cool. And whoever got the idea to do that and then do that execution, like Bravo! I think yes. that's I think is great. Agreed. So the episode starts out in space. In space. There's a Binks Armored Express. Oh, yes. It is the Gungans. Like, because Brinks is a real company. Yes. And they were just like, it's a pun. Let's throw Jar Jar in there. Yep. Everything's better with Jar Jar. There is nothing that's worse with Jar Jar. I don't know. Maybe sex. Anyways, the robot. Hard to disagree. (laughs) Emphasis on hard. The robot mafia shows up to steal $8 million in cash from Jar Jar Binks mm-hmm. and another Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, dual Jar Jar Binkses. And they are just as good at shooting uh, lasers as stormtroopers are. And they uh, managed to, the robot mafia manages to steal all $8 million from this in, armored van in, in space. In one single bag. I mean, you don't transport money in multiple bags you put all your money in one basket it's the eggs you want to separate out into different i see baskets. i didn't realize there was a difference i always thought when you said you don't put all your eggs in one basket that was more of a metaphor literal eggs. But you're you're talking about literal eggs in one basket so you put different eggs in different baskets but when it comes to that money you just dump it all in that one basket you drop a basket full of eggs all your eggs are broken you drop a basket full of money it's still money it's true it doesn't lose its inherent moneyness Back on planet Earth, 
at Planet Express. Benter says, Earth is boring. This gives Amy uh, the idea to suggest going to Mars Vegas to visit her pen- parents' casino. And everybody's like, that kicks ass. <laughs> you know, I mean, it it beats sitting around doing nothing, I suppose. It seemed like there was a pretty good episode of Everybody Loves Hypnotoad on TV, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's really been going downhill since season three or whatever Fry says. That's fair. And you never get more uh, exciting than a casino. You could lose your money. You could win some money. You could lose that money. You could heist some money, but don't... But that's much later. Don't... I wouldn't recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless you're invisible. In, or George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Or if you're, I guess, what's the ocean guy? Uh-huh. George guy ocean. Clooney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. George Clooney ocean. So uh, they decide to go to Mars Vegas. And Zoidberg is ready to tag along. He is really excited for those penny slots. He's got a whole big jar of it. Uh, he's going to use his system, which is putting all his money into the slot machines, which is pr- pretty accurate. Uh, Amy uh, Amy says, maybe Vegas is not the best place for people like you, Zoidberg, because of your, you know, your money management skills need a lot of work. I'm pretty sure that this is, up until later in the episode, the second highest amount of money I've ever seen Zoidberg hold. The first being a $300 Tricky Dick Fun Bill. That's that's a fair... You know, I hadn't even thought of that. You are absolutely right. Please, I don't think I've ever seen him hold anything else. Please catalog all the time Zoidberg has hold mo- held money. And tweet it at, at Back to Futurama. We need some charts oh, for boy. the chart room. Boy, howdy. We're going to get some charts real fast. So, uh, yeah, Zoidberg just stays back behind because, you know... He's got no money. Yeah, so he gets back in his dumpster with a jar of pennies and his tears. Meanwhile, back in space, the robot mafia is being chased by the cops, so they decide that they should drop all $8 million because, it's again, it's all in one mm-hmm. bag. So, you know, it's convenient. Yeah. You drop it all off in one place. Mm-hmm. They decide to drop it off in that dumpster off 72nd Street, which I love because they are still in space yeah. when they say that. 72nd street in which city yeah, in where? which country like <laughs> exactly it's they're literally above the eastern seaboard it's like they, i it's like they're pointing i'm like you're closer to like florida are you going to drop it in miami it's also just a very specific location from that distance like especially because joy mousepad is like what else would i be pointing at and it's the entire eastern sub seaboard i'm not gonna tell you how to drop off your sta- uh, eight million dollars in stolen money Mm -hmm. that's probably a good idea to not do for the mafia but i feel like you should start general and be like "Eh, how about new new york and then once you settle on that be like okay great now we've got a dialogue going (laughs) you're negotiating at this point where do we want to do that and so that way you know you can sort of narrow it down figure out pros and cons i feel like you're starting off pretty pretty still pretty narrow by saying new new york what i mean what about state why don't we drop it off in uh, tennessee well it's it's because if i say new new york you know where i'm talking about right that's true like new new york is sort of its own state unto itself almost there's like millions and millions of people that live there that's true right more people than live in wyoming that place you could drop it off in wyoming no one's ever gonna find it there see maybe that's the better place to drop it off maybe this whole episode doesn't happen if they just drop it off in wyoming Mm -hmm. Uh, it's 
behind a cow. And then what's a cow? A cow's not going to take that money. A cow might eat it, but it's not going to take it. I do want a re- uh, this episode, but instead of dropping it in Zoidberg's dumpster, sorry, spoiler alert, they drop it off in Wyoming and none of this happens and then everything's fine. Alternate universe where the only change is the mafia drops money in wyoming sure i now i now i'm thinking about all the different episodes where somebody does one thing and if they did a different thing slightly that the entire episode would be not exist and i want those i want like five sec, five minute <laughs> episodes of futurama where nothing happens they just go to uh, mars vegas have a great time come back they're a little hungover and fry gets a tattoo end of end of the end episode. Of episode what a funny jaunt we had so, yes, Zoidberg is in his dumpster off 72nd Street, and he is reading a newspaper called the Daily Bum Blanket, and... I mean, you gotta have something. He prays to God. He's like, God, it's Zoidberg. I'd hate to bother you, but... And then at that point, a bag of $8 million drops directly in front of him. He's like, all right, I'll shut up. It's very good. I, I love the idea that God's like, I'm going to pay you off so I don't have to listen to you. Hey, I mean, it. you know what? If it works. If it works. Just saying. I mean, I'll God. try it. What is up? <laughs> you know what? Why limit it to God? It could be any deity. You want to drop $8 million in my lap? Just go ahead. I'll keep talking until you do. This is what the podcast is about now. We've made a lot of assumptions about what famous people listen to this podcast. God <laughs> is going to be probably the biggest get. <laughs> oh, and so we, so here's our guest this week. It's God. We have a new Patreon supporter this week uh, coming in at the $8 million level. It's God. Why do we have that level? <laughs> it was a gag level you didn't why i wonder what the highest tier patreon lets you do is <laughs> i imagine it's somewhere lower than eight million dollars should i yes. do this right here live not on the do, podcast well, i mean we can do it i i bet you it's like 150 i can't imagine it being more than that it can't if it's just a free text field and you can type in whatever you want, that is buck wild design choice. <laughs> it it has to have an upper limit. You can't just set it for millions of dollars. Can you? Please tell me you can't. Okay, tiers. Let's get set up oh, a new no. t- let's add a new tier. Boy howdy. Like if it's anywhere above like three hundred dollars, we should just Eight make it million dollars. What? Don't the tier amount must be $15,000 or less. For $15,000, I'll come fly to your house and do the podcast <laughs> in your apartment. Good. That's still a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, Coming in at our $15,000 a month pledge, it's God. It's God. So yeah, suddenly Zoidberg has $8 million. Not available on Patreon. Not available on Patreon. So back in, in Mars Vegas... They are going to the casino. Uh, Fry notices that most of the employees are native Martians, and Leela's like, they only work for minimum wage on their own land. Amy attempts to wave that away by saying they never made good use of the land because they had no bingo parlors and only one prostitute, and I have one thing to say to Amy, be better. Yeah, agreed. I do also want to point out that because i missed it the first time because i've watched this twice for this podcast now because i accidentally (laughs) watched it 
instead of twenty thirty uh, first century uh-huh. Fox. There is a Patreon exclusive of been been fudged up. Eventually, the I haven't edited it yet, but, but it, it'll, made, it'll be up there. I've thrown it out on the internet, so it's gonna happen. All you need to do is come in at our fifteen thousand dollar level. So he, he's trying to guard <laughs> his fudges. So. uh when they go to land, because I, I missed it the first time because I was taking notes. Sure. When they go to land in the parking lot, the Opportunity Rover is oh, there, nice. and they crush Opportunity. Less nice, but it's a good little gag. It's a it's a good visual. That yeah. is, It's so quick that I missed it that first time. And I totally missed um, it. But it's pretty good. I like those little nods to to science. Yeah, it's always good. I, I, y- we, we've talked a lot about, th- a lot about, a lot. We Okay, let me back up. We've talked a lot about Futurama on this podcast about Futurama. Mm-hmm. We always tend to love when they do little gags like this or little nods to science and stuff like that. So to see them continuing to do it in some of the later years and the later episodes is real nice. It's pretty good. So we sort of get that initial tour of the casino. They are there for the weekly changing of the shrimp. Uh, it's just It's just as gross and awful as you'd expect. Yeah, um, I'm not going to go into details on it, but uh, suffice to say, the old shrimp is gross, and the new shrimp is slightly better. Uh-huh, because it has, uh, it's called fresh shrimp on the the vat, or the barrel, but fresh is in quotation marks, mm-hmm. so that's not great. They check out the money counting room. Leo car- calls it Mars's happiest place on Earth, which... Okay. They also point out that it's enough to that there's enough in this room to feed a starving planet, but it doesn't. Again, be better. And Bender, of course, tries to steal some because uh, he gets so excited at the money, his eyes fall out. Mm-hmm. And when he goes down to pick up the money, uh, pick up the, I mean, yes, the money, but he goes down to pick up his eyes and he also tries to uh, sneak some money out. Uh-huh. And his hand gets smashed by Blind Joe, who uh, is a blind native Martian who can smell crime, apparently. I mean, it's a pretty good superpower if you can make it work. I mean, I guess without the... the if you could do it without losing your sight, that would be great. But I guess that's what Daredevil's about. It's all about him smelling crime. Yeah. I have not watched it. Blind Joe, Daredevil, same guy. I have not watched Netflix's Daredevil, but I'm going to assume right here and now, just like I did with Baby Driver, the movie that is absolutely (laughs) about a baby driving a car, I'm going to assume that Daredevil is about a man who can smell crime. I'm going to go further. Futurama is in the MCU because Blind Joe and, and Daredevil, same guy. Okay. All right. That... I'm surprised that uh, one of the uh, MCU franchises did so poorly commercially. That's fair. But Marvel, bring back Futurama. Make us do this podcast for f***ing ever. (laughs) I know I curse and I'm fine with it. I'll bleep it. It's fine. (laughs) Making me making me earn those that 15 (laughs) grand I'm going to get from God. (laughs) Where we fly. We're just flying to Salt Lake City this week because we got to do a podcast in somebody's house. 
Well, so it looks like uh, God just uh, retracted that uh, 15 grand because you said the F word. Dang it. See, this is the... Pr- I not, not because of... <laughs> Not because of the other many words we've used, but since I said the F word once, it's all gone. It's all gone. So well, he, he it's it's amazing he waited for this episode because we've got some Patreon exclusives that are quite raunchy. So I don't know uh, if raunchy's the right word now. Isaiah. Oh, now I'm gonna make him raunchy. Dang it. <laughs> it's gonna be extra raunch. All it's gonna be is like it, it, you're just gonna put in sound effects like, oh my. <laughs> It's just going to be heating his bot all the way down. Uh, We've talked a lot about Patreon in this episode. Patreon.com slash back to Futurama. So, uh, anyways, the point the they point out that uh, Blind Joe is a guard there because he can smell things that somehow, like, when the people who see miss it, he nabs them. Yeah. Um, so he guards the galaxy's most secure safe, which uh, they load the daily take in at 345. And then at that point, Leo says something about, um, you know, attracting suckers. And then an yeah, alarm it, goes off. It's really efficient at extracting money from suckers. Right. And then an alarm goes off that says level five sucker entering the casino. And it's Zoidberg. And we get a whole little musical number about Zoidberg mm. just waltzing in with all of his money they they flip out a red carpet so the the entryway flips over and knocks Mm -hmm. people off and now it's a red carpet it's very good it's set to uh like a parody of hey big spender with hey big lobster it's very good no it's i still prefer um hey big spender from the simpsons uh episode where the bushes move in across the street I'm try- Hold on, I have to roll back in my memory Rolodex to find that. He sings about um, rainbow suspenders. Oh yeah, that no, mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, I'm 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 a sucker for a song parody. I am a Weird Al fan. It's true. I've I've heard mm-hmm. from somewhere. Oh, trust me, you're gonna see it next week when we go see Weird Al. <laughs> Man, is that next week? Yeah, already? it is. It's real soon. Dang, August is flying by. So yeah. Here with the latest updates with Ben. Time's still moving. All right, back to you, Mike. So. (laughs) I like the, back to you, Mike. Let's continue talking now. (laughs) Uh, Zoidberg literally has a suit that's made out of money. Mm -hmm. He tears off the the arm of it and uses it to tip the tailor. And he, he tips everybody, including a tiger. And a dolphin. At least he's generous with his eight million bucks. He, he gained through God. Uh-huh. Because through God, all things are possible. Exactly. <laughs> Including so, $8 million being dropped off in a dumpster. So they go talk to Zoidberg, and he's... I don't remember. He's, he explains how he, he just got $8 million from God, apparently. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go down to the casino and heads to the roulette table where one chip is a million dollars and gets his eight chips and puts everything on 34. And against all odds, he wins. That's... $288 million. Everybody's excited, but Zoidberg says, let it ride. And everybody is terrified. Naturally. I would I would be too. That's a lot of money to be betting. But fortune favors the bold, my friend. Because it comes up again. Wins again, and it comes up to $10,368,000,000. This is when Zoidberg buys a, a round of vodka and sardines for everyone. 
which later he calls a sardini. Which well, I mean, what else would you call it? I I love a good it's, portmanteau. I don't love a good sardini, but I do love the name. Uh, I won't knock it till I've tried it. So I do have a question. Is there a tier in, on Patreon that we can put that Ben tries a sardini? $15,000. <laughs> so I have a question about... Yeah, don't give me that. If I got $15,000... <laughs> if I had $15,000... So... I'd drink a sardini. I'd buy you a green dress, but not a real green dress. That's cruel. So... Anyways, I have a question about roulette. I don't understand it. Okay. Because it, I kind seems, of do. it seems like a bad idea yes. to say, hey, what's up? Here's a wheel with a bunch of numbers on it. Right. I'm going to bet money that it is one of these several dozen numbers. Right. That That's a fair point. Uh, there are different ways to bet roulette. You can bet on a color. Because everything is black or red mm-hmm. or green, mm-hmm. zero and double zero are green. You can you can use you can bet on subsections of numbers like one to ten or one to twelve, I think, and then go through. Or you can bet on a single number. The more unlikely a thing is to happen, you'll get better odds. So that's why he he turns eight million sure. into a billion or so. I just I feel like. I don't know if I could ever waltz up to a roulette table and be like, sup, here's like, even like 20 bucks. 20 bucks says it comes up on 41. Is sure. that a number? I think it goes up to 36. I think it goes up to 36. Let's try one. <laughs> a smaller number. I'm going to put it on a negative two. I'm, I'm going to put it on, I'm going to put this $20 on 41. All right. You've already lost. That was a test, sir. Please leave. Um, I'm going to put this $20 on the number five. Okay. Like, and they, seems, they'll let you do it. That seems like a bad idea to me. That's fair. Gambling, surprisingly, <laughs> and I, I think this might be, it's not usually a sure thing, but it's about the thrill of the gamble. Okay. So I'm I'm supposed to put $20 mm-hmm. on the idea that a ball in a wheel will land on five. Yes. And I'm supposed to like... You have that anticipation of, what if it's a five? I'd, I'd have a million dollars because that I'm, I don't know so the odds I'd, for number I'd five. Get, I'd get the anticipation and I'd be super stoked and uh-huh. I'd be like straight up... I was going to say horny for this one, but maybe not. Um, you never know. Straight up jacked on like... Yeah this i can't wait for this ball to land in this wheel Mm -hmm. on a number and then inevitably i lose because it's not a good bet right and then i do it again if you have the money probably because it's again a lot of the gambling there are some gambles that are better than others for you as a person i mean the house always wins generally but the house always wins generally i mean over time the house will Yes. win more than it yes. loses because that's otherwise that's, casinos wouldn't ha- that's exist. how a business works is <laughs> it makes fair. money that's fair but usually they <laughs> businesses give you services and goods but gambling basically gives you dopamine hits casinos pay out in me being horny for balls landing on five exactly that's 
<laughs> it's it's kind of not wrong. It's like the the excitement and I mean they build all of it and I'm these are none of these are jokes now, but they literally build their entire floor plans about giving you those good feelings that oh a good set you know like I could hit this time I could hit this time and you're just one more time one more time. So Zoidberg somehow beats the odds and gets twice in a row twice in a row, and he decides to let it ride. Let it ride. And uh, he loses. It comes up 15 mm-hmm. black and he loses everything. And Amy's like, you didn't at least save like a billion for a, a down payment on an apartment. I think she, she says a decent apartment as if that's how much you have to pay for a decent apartment. And Zoidberg's even like, as this money is being taken away from him, he's even like, now that's the God I know. That that was the professor. Ah, whatever. The point. Somebody, because <laughs> somebody <laughs> says it. Somebody indicates that God is vengeful. Yes, agreed. Um, the Zoidberg says, you know, easy come, easy go. For one moment, I made everyone in this casino happy, and that's that makes me a winner. I guess. And he leaves, and it says, "Category five loser leaving the casino." Back on Earth. The robot mafia goes to the dumpster and the money is not there. They, When Zoidberg returns to the dumpster, the robot mafia give him an ultimatum. Their money or your life? He coughs up his sardini. He does offer it to them, which seems nice, but in a horrible way. I mean, he doesn't have much else and you got to be hospitable to the robot mafia. It's true. When the robot mafia says, pour me a drink. You better have already had that drink poured. Exactly. Like, you got to you gotta give him what you got. And in his case, it's a barfed up sardini. <laughs> and that's something I don't want regardless. Zoidberg tells him the truth. I spin in Mars Vegas, even after he gets hit by a book. Because mm-hmm. it's the least broken thing in there. They say, well, then we must kill you and dispose of your body in the nearest dumpster. Joey Mousepad's like, the one we're in is pretty close. Not wrong. It's not wrong. <laughs> not the way I'd phrase it, but not wrong. Actually, my, knowing my the way I word, probably the way I'd phrase it. That's okay. You want to hear about how I word? Oh, I want to hear about you word. My next note says, he squids off. <laughs> Anything can become a verb. Uh, he sprays ink all over everybody, yeah. including himself, and then leaves the dumpster also, no, the kids are saying now he squids off. Are they now? Absolutely. It's on Urban Dictionary and everything, probably. Ooh. <laughs> I, do, I do love the little gag after Zoidberg uh, is able to escape with his inky life. Uh, the robot Don says, we probably should have brought a gun, huh? Yeah. I mean, as a mafioso, you probably, yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, look, I've already told them how to do their job once this episode. Not going to do it again. I'm just saying, he came up with the idea. It's like, you know what? You're probably right, the robot Don. You know, agreeing with him is usually a good idea. Inside Planet Express, everyone is hungover. Yeah. Except for Fry. They had a good old time at Mars Vegas. I mean, it's a good weekend. Uh, Fry is not hungover, but he doesn't remember much. He feels fine. He turns his face and he's got the the tattoo from the hangover uh-huh and uh so sorry the face tattoo from the hangover i did not indicate that yes i don't know if there's another tattoo from the hangover i don't know i saw that movie once and i was like 
Cool. I yeah, watched that it. now. Cross that one off the old list. And then there were sequels out, and I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, he's got this tattoo, and the professor says, that's fine. I, I can take care of that. And he pushes a button, and this big old laser gun comes out. It's like, is that a tattoo removal laser? I don't know. It's, uh... It he that's he, too sci-fi. He goes on this this whole thing about how it's a uh, it rearranges yeah. the ink and blah blah blah, and it's it makes tra- it invisible. It's a translucidating ink polarizer, but polarizer. Yeah, that thing. Absolutely. You know, so not the sci-fi laser uh, tattoo removal laser. So it's less painful than regular tattoo removal. No, it's like I, nobody said that. <laughs> And so it starts blasting Fry's face when it's uh, very painful from, yes. It's blasting Fry's face. That's why we've been canceled by God. All yeah, right. no, that's fair. So God, you know what? Controversial opinion. God's right on this one. <laughs> so Hashtag God canceled us. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so Fry is getting shot with this uh, laser, whatever, the thing you said. And Zoidberg comes in and Fry like faints out of the way and it hits Zoidberg and all of the ink on him uh, just turns invisible. And so now Zoidberg is invisible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fortunately, uh, the robot mafia comes in, but they can't find Zoidberg there because he's invisible. They end up accidentally beating the crap out of him. But, you know, it works out fine. Back at Mars Vegas, the robot mafia is like, hey, you know, maybe the mafia should get involved in the casino business. It's a uh, new novel idea. Yeah. Uh, the robot Don's like, Joey, are you an idiot? And Joey's like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, the Don's like, you won't mind when I steal your idea. Mm-hmm. And they go and uh, take the casino. Yeah, they take the casino and the Wong mansion. And I don't remember how I didn't write. I watched this episode twice for this podcast, and I don't remember how they do it. I they, think basic, they, just, they basically walk into Leo's office and say, we're taking the casino. And he's like, okay, I'll just retire to my mansion. And it's like, don't, don't you like mansions, Robot Don? And then they take it. As they're moving out of the mansion, Amy's like, oh, you can just, you can just come live with me. They're like, no, we can't. Who do you think's paying your rent? She's like, what's rent? <laughs> it's the most... It it, it, it it hurts. hurts. Uh-huh. It hurts a little inside. <laughs> we came to the same conclusion. It does hurt. We've both because we've both paid rent. Oh yeah. We both paid rent in Portland. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And it's like, oh, oh, oh no. Oh my. Oh no. They move into this trailer park, which is the employee housing for the casino. Mm-hmm. It is uh squalor yeah. is the best way I can describe yeah, it's, it. It's not great. Uh, conditions squalor is a good way to put it uh that night amy is is sitting in the bath kind of crying and a tissue ghost wipes her eyes it's not a tissue it's walgreens brand face paper because you can't afford tissues anymore it's a funny gag i love that uh it's zoidberg by the way yeah it is absolutely an invisible zoidberg um and uh amy says that now i realize being poor can happen to anybody so you know she's learned that much i guess the perspective has widened a little bit and 
while she's talking with Zoidberg, she gets this plan of like, hey, Zoidberg's invisible, so we can use that invisibility to pull off a casino heist. A daring and complex casino heist, I, which I love. You know, making sometimes are you making the heist more complex for the fun of it? Maybe you are. You only get so many heists in your life, Mike. You don't want a boring heist. I mean, now, to be fair. What is a boring heist? To be fair, your first heist should probably be less complex because you're still new at it. That's true. Yeah, you when you when you're opening the my fir- my little first heist. Right. box, you're like, "Okay, I I can get into the I don't know, the middle school and steal back my uh the chattering teeth toy." Mm-hmm. I can do that. That's mm-hmm. a good heist for me to start with. Yeah, exactly. As a 6th grader? Exactly. Yeah. So but when you're at Amy's level, you got to go big mm-hmm. or go home to the trailer park, I guess. I also just totally brushed off that question about what a boring heist is because I had <laughs> no follow up. Um, I'm glad you came back to it and indicated that there was <laughs> nothing there. Then they have the best scene in the entire episode which is they go to the chart room. It's tremendous. And it's just got all of these different charts rolled up on those like little pull, like you, you pull them down yeah, and yeah. like the, the chart comes out. And uh, first of all, Bender is like, why have we never been to this room before? Amy pulls down a chart with a usage of the chart room that is up to date to today. And, and there's a huge uptick in usage. Does not answer the question. And this chart room has so many different charts. It's got a what if Zoidberg goes into the vault and then walks out with money series of charts that shows the robot mafia shooting him. Yeah. Um, They're they're all bespoke. They they are. I didn't write down a single one because I was too busy. I was too busy just watching it. And my only note says the chart room is really great. And Fry pulls out a series of graphics about the robot mafia shooting zoidberg right those are my only notes they're just you know this this is not gonna be uh it must well seem to be believed yeah it's not something that we can describe very well for you also we were just enjoying it so you might want to rewatch the the, that period because it's a very it's such a fun little moment um but during this whole thing they lay out the plan uh which uh, up to a certain point because at some at one point amy's like the rest i'll describe to you Right as it happens. To keep you on your heels. So Friday, 3.30. The key to the operation is the shrimp buffet. They're going to use the stench of the old shrimp to mask Zoidberg's stench, which was previously brought up as a uh, problem with the plan. Mm -hmm. Good thing it's time for the weekly shrimp switch. Also, it's such a nasty thing to say. Uh Uh-huh. Next, at 3.40... The hazmat team shows up to sh- swap out that shrimp. And then, so they are going to have Zoidberg go in to the vault mm-hmm. and eat all the money because anything he eats just turns invisible. Right, because it's inside of him. So they pretend to be, or they knock out the hazmat right. uh, guys to they, change out the mm-hmm. shrimp. They performed the shrimp change. They go up to the vault, mm-hmm. and then uh, Leela kicks out the wheel to like sure. distract everybody. Uh, they've opened the, the, the vault, and Blind Joe says, something doesn't smell right. And the Don's like, don't worry, it's just the shrimp cart. 
which why it's next to the vault i will never understand right so here's the everyone's thing about, just like yeah this is fine it's just the shrimp cart don't worry about here's it. here's the thing about this plan it involves the shrimp cart three different other characters showing up in the vault <laughs> yeah yes like there's just all these people just showing up in the vault at 345 during a money change out yeah um that's not maybe this is baby's first heist like <laughs> it's certainly easy heist like okay here's ba- his, baby his, heister here's his brilliant plan that involves an invisible guy and um serious vulnerabilities in the timing of changing out shrimp and also three people are just going to show up for some reason yeah it'll figure itself out it's I th- fine i think it starts with just the one and then there's a panic so there's two characters on you know background duty so uh zoidberg sneaks in and he starts eating but they need to uh, uh elongate this time that the vault's open so he can eat everything and get out because, by the way, forgot to mention, it's 300 pounds of money oh, plus yes. an important metal box. That's a lot of money. He gets to work eating. Uh, Bender's character rolls up. He pretends to be a Texas robot millionaire who's like, I plan on losing a lot of money at this here casino. I want to make sure it's going to go somewhere safe. Uh, that distraction's not good enough. So Hermes comes in as the prime minister of Nigeria to distract them, which I did look up. There has not been a prime minister in Nigeria since 1966. I mean, it seems to be about as legitimate as that email I got from the Nigerian prince the other day offering me to sponsor our Patreon for (laughs) $15,000. You turned down God? (laughs) God works in mysterious ways, and, and this time it was it. Oh, I see. I hadn't come. I hadn't realized that it was. Well, it was. He was working through God. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, he was working through God. God was working through him. (laughs) Whatever. They were working through each other. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) They were working. (laughs) Everything's fine. So. Uh. We're getting a little loopy in the studio today. Um, So Zoidberg manages to finish eating everything, Mm -hmm. although he's having some trouble cramming those last couple of bills and this box down his gullet. They're trying to come back up, so he's he's trying to shove it down. Uh, The professor, the third uh, character, is a young internet billionaire with a hoodie. And he says it that weird, Uh and I loved it. They managed to... They're like, oh, well... Time to go, I get. We all have to... I don't remember what their excuse well, is. Zoidberg says, I can't move at all. And everybody's like, what is that? And uh, Hermes covers it with some fake language. And it's like, right. well, now... He's like, that oh, means- I said, uh, I can't move at all. Right, yeah. Bob, it's like, at a baby, eats a boy. It is a little bit that, yes. <laughs> and he's like, well, that means it's time to go in a weird way. And they all pick up Zoidberg and shuffle off. Uh-huh. And so they put him on the shrimp cart. Which Clamps and Joey Mousepad has fixed. Also, Zoidberg uh is feeling not great because he ate some of that rotten shrimp earlier yes we've we've failed to detail a lot of the the plan there's a lot going on in this heist Uh, arguably this is more acceptable than when we forgot to tell everybody about the slurm worms Uh uh-huh um that was a bad one ben uh we we messed up back then this one this one's acceptable i think so tell us if this one's an acceptable episode of the 
podcast at Back to Futurama. So they cart Zoidberg out. He is he's feeling really sick, mm-hmm. and they they decide okay. They the plan is they are now going to go up to the roof, mm-hmm. but between all these people, a, a cart full of rotten shrimp and a a Zoidberg plus three hundred pounds of mm-hmm. eaten money, it's all too heavy. And so, of course, that means that the elevator just falls down to the very first floor. Simply cannot handle the weight. That's definitely how elevators work. Absolutely. Apologies if you're listening to this in an elevator right now. I... That's fair. I feel like we should have said that beforehand rather than after the fact. But, you know, sorry about that one. Well, just don't eat 300 pounds of money and I think you'll probably be fine. Yeah, no, and you'll be... And, and, you know, shrimp cart... Yeah. 300 pounds of money, shrimp cart, three made-up characters, three hazmat teams to transport the shrimp. Yeah. You know, I think if you don't have all of that, you'll be fine. But if you do, maybe get Sorry. off at the next spot, next, yeah. next floor. Just, just an idea. So the elevator drops all the way down to the bottom. And they're like, all right, we're just going to have to wing it and go out the front door. So they start going out. Zoidberg kind of starts vomiting up little bits of money yeah um he, they come with burps so i was calling it burping up but yeah it's, it is vomiting yeah uh-huh. he ate them it is technically vomit i mean we call best we, kind of vomit <laughs> <laughs> no i mean we call baby vomit spit up we could call this money spit up to make it more palatable i'm gonna call it technically vomit the best kind of vomit so that is the bureaucrat in you my friend they are going out the front door and blind to Joe shows up with some other guards and he is like, uh, you know, we're being robbed. Right. And so he takes this white powder and blows it onto Zoidberg. And then Zoidberg is totally outlined in this sure. powder. I, I do want to point out because I love the line as they're leaving. Uh, Zoidberg is on the shrimp cart and he's technically vomiting up the money and and i believe uh i don't remember her name but she turned so one of uh petunia petunia turns around and is like hey the shrimp cart is paying off and it's very funny to me and i want to point out zoidberg is wearing a fancy suit for this heist in which he has to eat 300 pounds of money mm-hmm. i would go with sweatpants myself as i do Same. as i do for thanksgiving but you know you do you zoidberg zoidberg is now visible and the robot mafia shows up and he's like, let this be an, a lesson to any other albino lobsters who try to rob our casino. And uh, Blind Joe is about to shoot. Amy offers a deal, uh, but na- the native Martians aren't really that okay with deals from the Wongs, which is a legitimate standpoint. However. But then Amy gets Zoidberg to technically vomit up the box. Sure. Uh, which is, it's this uh, metal box that contains a contract which the Wongs signed that said that the native Martians would give the Wongs the land for 100 years, at which point it returns back to the native Martians. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, with this contract, the land and the casino are all owned by the native Martians. It's true. And Amy... Uh, re- uh reveals that she'd plan the heist to give the casino back to its rightful owners. And the robot mafia is like, get rid of these uh, uh, trespassers. And the native Martians are like, 
I will oblige that ironic request. And then they take the robot mafia mm. off the casino uh, premises. It's true. Uh, so this results in the Wongs. They've lost their casino. But fortunately, the native Martians gave them back their mansion and their uh, unremarked upon until now second casino. We sort of close out the episode with uh, Zoidberg being like, well, I guess I'm just going to be invisible forever. The professor's like, you, you, once you wash off all this ink, you'll be visible again. And then he's like, well, I guess I'll be forever then. And then Amy suggests that he can use the spa tub in the high roller suite and they go uh, sing and dance on the way out. And then it is the credits. And so that means it is time for grades. Oh, I guess I should point out there was also another musical parody at the end. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I didn't stick around for that. I was running behind to watch the episode. That's fair. Wasn't it just yeah, it's continuation? Just, it's the same song. Okay. This is, I mean, I feel like this is, you know, parody of every heist movie ever. And I think it, 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 it does the, it, it has so much density during the heist that it's, it's really enjoyable to watch. Even if, even though it just totally goes wrong because you have to bring in the prime minister of Nigeria and a young internet billionaire and a Texan billionaire. I think it's very funny. I think it, it's, it, it, it's, I know we've had this discussion about pacing in mm-hmm. the later episodes where it's like, it's kind of breakneck, um, which is for me fine. Cause I think that adds to the absurdist humor of the whole thing because it, it's kind of ridiculous um, where I know that we have differing opinions about this. And so does the cat. So <laughs> um, I really enjoy this episode. I think it's, I think it, the character beats of Zoeberg coming into money and not really knowing what to do with it. And, using it to make people happy and then still eating the rotten shrimp and stuff like i i think it all works nothing is nothing is technically wrong with it i i I really enjoy this episode i'd probably give it you know an a i don't have really much to disagree with in anything you just said um if nothing else it gets a million points for the the scene in the chart room which i was like so i watched this a couple of weeks ago when i watched the wrong episode again patreon.com slash back to futurama so um i watched the wrong episode and so i watched it then and i watched it again tonight right before we recorded and both times i was just laughing hysterically i i love that scene Mm -hmm. it's so good yeah i didn't even mention it it Um, is a very good scene my only major complaint is that it feels really kind of gross that at the end of the episode they're just like yeah, we just we I mean we gave back the native Martians the land and everything's fine because that wouldn't really happen. That's fair. like it's kind of a it's I mean it it would be nice. It would be great. It would be phenomenal if that was a thing that happened in sure. real life. But just that sort of like hand wavy of like yeah, here's this contract and we're definitely going to like totally, you know, um live up to it. It's like yeah, that that's that's it's, kind of it's an, very hand wavy and yeah. I don't care for it yeah and there's always this undercurrent of native martians versus wong that's a little too real that i totally get and i totally get where I, you're coming I from i gave it a little bit of a pass in the uh where the bugalo roam because mm-hmm. it's sort of lampooning like uh westerns and whatnot but the more they play into it the less and less i feel comfortable with it that's fair i i like to think because of the fact that they had this in the middle of it they ho- 
if if the character beat holds, which it's a sitcom, so it will never. But the fact that they have to move in and understand the perspective of the native Martians that they've basically displaced and put into this, as you, I believe we refer to it as squalor, the trailer park, mm-hmm. um, that that the empathy can build from that moment on. But knowing it's a sitcom, they're they're going to have the same characterization sure. later. So yeah, you're right. I don't. It's, it's, it's just so gross. it's so hand wavy. Um, yeah. and, and I don't, I I don't love it. Um, but other than that, I think it's great. Um, so B plus. That's fair. I I think that's a good point. A, a B for the episode. A plus for the chart room. I see. Okay, I was wondering. <laughs> you you seemed a little confused when you were you were breaking that down. So I wanted to watch. I want to watch it happen. You're you're right. Of course, it's a, you know, finding those scenes are like. They're so crucial to any Wong episode, and they're always not great. Uh huh. So I, I I totally get it. Um, that's 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 a fair point. Uh, so we want to know what you think, and we want to know uh what you think about this episode, about what you would heist, what mm. you would do if invisible. How much ooze do you want? How much ooze would you steal? Because clearly, it's the best thing mm. to steal. And what is the upper limit for Patreon that you will give us <laughs> so we can put that in there? Um. Let us know all these things and more. You can do that by emailing us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so find us there, rate us, review, subscribe, and let's go steal some ooze with your friends. Steal some ooze. We gotta heist that ooze that you gotta get all your friends, and we're all gonna heist that ooze. Stay tuned for our next latest greatest show. Ooze Heist. heist. Heist, I was going to call it Heist the Ooze. Ooze Heist. The Heist for the Ooze. Nice. All right. There it is. We did it. We did it. Fantastic. Stay, t- <laughs> stay tuned for Ooze Heist, Heist for the Ooze, coming up next in your ears right now. Right now? All right. Here's the thing. I pulled down a chart. You can't see it. It's a podcast. But you're going to... You're. This is where the ooze is, and this is where you are. You have to get there, but, but there's like lasers and stuff i i can't go through it right now so mark summers is here neat so anyways uh until next time uh i i do want to say one thing that's on a more serious thing and you can cut this out if this doesn't work but i know we've talked a lot about uh, patreon this week but i i i just want to put out there that you know we totally appreciate everything that that our fans have done for us in patreon but go, go maybe this week instead of donating to patreon give it to somebody that's going to do something good in the community that you are in um it's been a really rough time for those of us in america and i'm sure in other countries as well i I don't have that perspective um but go try to help solve a problem we've got a lot of them in this kind of messed up world that we've got so do something good for somebody else whether that's donate time donate money donate things help somebody because i think it's time for us to do that yeah that's a good message a little weird for ooze heist heist the ooze you know what sometimes sometimes there is a i didn't expect it to be such a touching message uh we've had a lot of fun here tonight uh but no you're right um you know it's um if you have the means to um you know help somebody out with time money you know whatever it's it's good to do good and um 
I think it's a very good way to close out. And uh, so now, until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.